0: I am actually currently hosting a rotating, new rotating curation Twitter account called Crafters of the World. You can find it at People of Craft. Um, Basically, a rotating curation Twitter account is basically where a different person has it every week. There's a whole bunch for different countries, like if you go to at Sweden or at People of Canada, um, basically a different person will sort of host it each week and they'll sort of show... What they're doing and what their life is like and what their area of the world is like and i am hosting it until eleven fifty nine this sunday so i will be hosting it for the first couple of days of rhinebeck so go follow that account volunteer to host it yourself it'd be great to get other people from elsewhere in the world or that do other crafts as well to host it head on over follow volunteer yes yeah, so we so rhinebeck people of craft find us there oh and i should mention again if you see us at Rhinebeck, I will be wearing the, the Peggy Carter hat, which is a bright red fedora, um, pretty much the entire weekend. So if you see me or Maggie, I should be wearing the Agents of Sheep t-shirt too. Uh, come say hi. We love meeting people. I'm kind of shy and awkward in groups, so I might find it difficult to just walk up and say hello to people. But if you see me, especially because I'm super bad at re- recognizing people from their avatars. Um, and connecting names with avatars. So, like, if you see me, come on and say hi. I will try and spot people that I know or that look familiar. If I'm staring at you, kind of funny. It's because I'm like, shit, I know that person. Um, but yes, come say hi. We love meeting listeners. We love talking to people. I can't guarantee how, how awake I'm going to be, but we love to see listeners and actually get to, like, meet them face-to-face and talk and stuff. So if you see us at any point during Rhinebeck, like, come say hi. Not just at the meetups. Okay, so let's start the episode. We'll see you later.
1: In a world of bus schedules and business calls, side step into a realm of Koigyu casting in Kunons. Okay, people. Get your geek out.
0: Hi everyone, it's September 11th, 2016, and you're listening to episode 111 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen.
1: And I'm Maggie. And we're coming to you from the Hogwarts Infirmary. Where Karen and Peanut, her kitty cat, have been tucked in and they are being fed pumpkin juice. Yeah. From Starbucks, because you know there's Starbucks everywhere, so your Hogwarts has to have one.
0: Oh, can you imagine the hogs mean Starbucks? <laughs>
1: And because it's now September, so there is now official pumpkin spice, everything unleashed upon the world.
0: Not that I should complain considering like the other day I was standing in Bath and Body Works practically with with tears practically
1: coming out of my eyes. I'm not kidding or exaggerating while I was sniffing the the fall candles. Don't feel bad. I've, I've already gone through two fall candles and I've got the pumpkin cinnamon one sitting in my living room at home right now. It's been the first you know, semi cool day in a very long while. Mhm. The first day where you haven't had to add the AC on. But anyways, hi everybody. Yeah, the last week and a half has not been fun, which I will I
0: will slightly get into cuz I, you know, we'll have to mention it for a couple yeah. things.
1: Do you want me to go first or you want to do rock paper scissors for it? Um, armus, you go first.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll go first. Because then you can take longer talking about the Nutrisphere fair. Sure, I can do because that. Because I didn't get to go to that. Because fuck this week, you guys.
1: All right, everybody keep a tally of how many times Miss Karen says the word fuck this (laughs) week.
0: I'm not going on the full rant about Go Transit. So it'll be under, you know, it'll get into double digits, but it probably won't (laughs) get that far to double digits. So however
1: many your tally is at the end... You either have to go and knit that many rows on whatever project you're working on or go have that many cookies somewhere just to make, (laughs) you know, just to make the world a better place.
0: Yeah, we're not going to turn this into a drinking game because I don't want to be responsible for anyone going to the hospital with alcohol poisoning, which is likely what would happen.
1: Yeah, this is... Ugh. We are noshing cookies because that's what—that's the kind of medicine the soul needs right now.
0: Yeah, I'll just cut this out later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so last
1: week and this week
0: are two weekends I have had planned for a very long time because I booked time off to go to Fan Expo and also basically told my boss, please, God, do not... Schedule me on this past Saturday for the Knitter's Fair. And both of which turned into a giant clusterfuck. Ding! There's one. Yeah, so I did end up making it to Fan Expo last week. But thanks to, like, craziness on behalf of Go Transit and, like, them for some reason, like, taking a while to tell us why the train wasn't coming and then dumping us at the nearest Go Stop, bus stop, instead of, like, driving us to the nearest train station, to the next train station as they probably should have. I didn't... I was supposed to get into Toronto that morning at 10.30. I didn't get into Toronto until one thirty.
1: I heard the whole story from Michelle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. By which time I was already tired and exhausted and worn out and cranky. Yeah. And so I only was there for like three and a half hours. I didn't go to any panels. I just... I wandered Artist Alley. I did manage to get... I got a couple comic books, which I should show Maggie. I got the first... Collection of a comic book called Faith, which is a about a plus size superhero. Cool. Which I I've been wanting to read for a while. Um, the other one I got first two collections of another comic uh, I've been wanting to read for a while called Princeless. Okay. About a badass princess of color who don't need no prince. Yep. Okay. Cool. So I got those two, and um, I did finish my costume, like my quote unquote costume. For Fan Expo, I had planned to do a character from the, the video game Firewatch, which I think I've mentioned on here before, which basically meant just like painting like the logo onto a tank top uh-huh. and like from Walmart and then like wearing my navy blue sort of half sleeve length like camp camp shirt over top with capris and fairly inexpensive like hiking shoes and a hiking backpack so, which turned out to be an excellent idea. Yeah. Because my feet were fine. The, the hiking shoes were an excellent idea. And the backpack meant I could carry all my shit on my back, which was so nice. Um, And I did, when I was wandering through Artist Alley, I saw some really nice stuff. And amongst the things I saw and the one I grabbed was, um, there was one artist who had done a Firewatch nice. poster. And I'm like... What? I don't think I actually got the name of it. I have to double check the poster and see like if they put a card in. Because okay. I don't know that I have the actual name of the artist. If I find it, I will put it in the show notes. But it's really pretty. It's all in the colors of the game. It's really nice. I can't wait to get it framed. So I'd also hope to get some knitting done on the train. And I had brought my Unicurves socks to work on, but I didn't end up working on them at all because I was just so <laughs> rawr rawr on the way there.
1: And on the way back, I was just so tired. Angry knitting and tired knitting does not you know, lead to very good gauge. No. Plus on the way there, I was trying to like, oh, it's like
0: one o'clock and I haven't eaten anything. That's why I feel so, so kind of like out of it and why my hands are shaking. Okay. Yeah. I should probably do that. Um, Cause of course I had, I had, luckily I had brought a sandwich with with me. I hadn't planned on buying lunch there. I was able to eat on the train, but it was just like with all the, the moving around and stuff, I just sort of completely lost track of time. And be like, oh yeah, it is lunchtime. And then most of the rest of the week, I have been working on my cockatoo bray sweater, which, oh, which by the way is, I forget if I mentioned it, living in a new project bag. Very pretty I one. made, which actually ha- is my very first project with a zipper. Way to go. Um, the only problem is I think I got I got too close to the zipper with the fabric, especially on the inside. So... I have to be kind of careful when I open and close it so that the, the, the um, the zipper doesn't jam.
1: And this is, look at that. Ta-da!
0: That is a finished yoke. Pretty much. I have to do, there's one decrease row. I have one more decrease row I have to do. I think there's another plain row and then there's the ribbing around the neck band. And that is. But then the, the actual knitting of the sweater will be done.
1: And that sweater is done in fingering weight.
0: Yep. Damn. Um, Now, the sweater will be done, except for the the steaking and doing the button bands. And except for the fact (laughs) that I tried it on the other night and the body is way too long. Like, five or six inches too long. (laughs) So that when I put it on, it looks like I have two sets of hips. Oh, dear. Like, there's the bump for my actual hips. And then there's the bump for the waist shaping on the sweater. Okay. So what I'm thinking is, if I can finish the yoke tonight which I should be able to do. I will, I'll take a look at the sweater and see like where the waist shaping is and I'll try it on. And what I'll try and do is see if I can sort of pinch like a, the extra fabric. Yeah. And bring the the bottom up to where I want it is while I'm wearing it and sort of mark. Right. Because what I'd like to, what I could probably do is take a couple of my circular needles and pick up the stitches below the bust shaping and above the waist shaping mm-hmm. that I'd like to keep, and then snip a thread in the middle, unravel that row, and then and rip back until I hit my circular needles needle lifelines, and then graft right. all the stitches together. This is gonna be during a. Movie marathon, right? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm thinking. If I can get the yoke done tonight, and especially if I can get, like, the stitches put on the circular needles tonight, then um, Mom is actually away this weekend, which has made things extra fun. And then tomorrow I can just mainline, like, Netflix or a web series I'll tell you about in a minute. And I can just do that while I'm grafting the thing. Because, like, there's 300... I'm gonna have to pick up... Each time I pick up, I'm gonna have to pick up... 300 something stitches. Yeah. Like 325 stitches. And then I need to graft 325 stitches.
1: Mm -hmm. But you still have a month before Beck.
0: Yeah, I know. And if I can do that tomorrow, or at least get a good chunk of it started tomorrow, that will be a help.
1: And if I do it
0: tomorrow too, like if I start it tomorrow, then if for some reason I can't do it that way, and I say have to like re-knit parts, then I have a month to like, say figure it out pick it up pick up the stitches take off the bottom and re-knit the however many inches I need to it's just like oh my god I'm so close technically it feels like I should be so close to being done and I'm not and like I was hoping to have the the neck actually done like by like Friday night but holy god you guys oh so so Thursday I come home from work and I'm home from work for like an hour and a half and then I go to knit night and like the other like earlier this week, I had slept on my neck weird, but it had been fine like later that day and the next day and then to Thursday night, I did something that just to- like torqued a muscle, the muscle in my neck. So like Thursday night and especially Friday, like just from my neck into my, sho- into my right shoulder, the mu- there's a muscle in there that has been pulled and where like I've... I haven't been able to turn my head very far to the left or like tilt my head back towards that shoulder. It's been like super painful. <laughs> so I've had, Friday, I spent a good amount of time with a hot pad on it. And what time I didn't spend with a hot tap pad on it was spent worrying about and looking at my cat. <laughs> because Thursday I got home from knit night and I noticed my cat was sneezing a lot. Wednesday night I hadn't gotten a lot of sleep. Thursday night, I didn't get hardly a lot of sleep because my cat was sneezing like every half hour that night and I kept waking up because of her sneezing. So I had to call the vet on Friday morning and be like, hey, can you fit me in? They're like, yeah, you can come in at like eight o'clock tonight. So I had to take Peanut on an impromptu vet trip, which she certainly loved. It's kind of funny because like I had to take her on the bus too, which also probably did not help the muscle in my neck lugging a 10 pound cat in her carrier to the the vet it's kind of funny because like when i get her in her her carrying case and we're on the the bus and I'll, you know when i've gone to the vet before when she's been in the car like she does this really super pitiful like meow, meow. like she sounds so sad it is just heartbreak it is a heartbreaking noise and it's louder than she ever meows at home. It's just so sad sounding. And then I get her to the vet. I unzip the top of her, th- I unzip the top of her, um, her carrying case. And she just sits there, like, tense. <laughs> like, she's like, um, actually, so like the entire time going there, it's like, she's like, please let me out, please, please let me out. And like, when she gets there, it's like, um, actually, I, I think I'm good right here. Yeah, I think I'll just stay right in here and oh god, you're picking me up. I'm gonna dig my claws into the base of the <laughs> into the base of the carrier because oh god, no 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 I don't wanna leave, I don't wanna leave <laughs> And she'll basically try everything she can to not get out. Like, oh peanut. Yeah, so my cat is sick as well. She's got a She's got a cavity. And her tooth and her gum's gotten a bit infected because she won't let me fucking brush her teeth because she squirms when she when I have to try and brush her teeth no matter what, how much I've tried to acclimatize her to it. So it's sort of hit and miss. And now she's got to deal with me trying to give her medication twice a day, which she really doesn't like. So yeah. So I've basically, I've had this pulled muscle in my neck and had to wrestle a cat to try and give her medication. Oh my God. So yeah, considering how little sleep I got, Wednesday and Thursday night, and considering how sore my neck was, and that you know the vet was sort of like, "We'll call me tomorrow if she if there's any change," and I didn't want to leave her alone all day, I didn't go to the Knitters Fair this year. So basically, vet. like these two events, I had taken time off of work for. Like one of them, I barely got to, and the other one, I didn't get to go. So,
1: ugh, 2016 sucks for many reasons, but yes,
0: yeah. For many reasons, and for a lot of people, for many more heartbreaking reasons, and yes. like not getting to go to the Nerdist Fair. Like, I know the. I'm well aware. <laughs> of 2016
1: the, has not been. The scope of
0: my problems here, it's just like, oh my god.
1: 2016 has not been on people's favorite list. Yeah, I'm just tired. And my neck hurts. Though
0: it's not too bad now. I took advice from Maggie yesterday. <laughs> Maggie and I conferenced, conference calls, we yep. chatted while she was at the Nerdist Fair. And I was like, oh yeah, by the way, you're the person who does Taekwondo. <laughs> What do you recommend for when you pulled a muzzle?
1: Epsom salts and hot bath.
0: Yeah, so I did some of that yesterday. After, I also found, like, well, I'm sure it doesn't help the muscle, but it helps me feel fine by taking two Advil. That's true, too. That's how I got the, like, two and a half kilogram bag of Epsom salts home. <laughs> Along with the chicken wings I got from the pizza place for to, to accompany my homemade pizza last night.
1: There you go. I'm like,
0: fuck it. I am treating myself and the Ben and Jerry's today. I just need to find the vodka and I'll be super happy. <laughs> So yeah, I've also been like wanting to cast, starting to think of like oh, mm, like, I kind of cast on stuff, and thinking of like hmm, color work things, or more socks, or like other things. But I actually haven't been too, been feeling too much like oh my god, this I just want this sweater to be over yet. So I haven't yet sort of fallen on anything that I must cast on soon. Though I think you and I have plans. Yes. Yes, we are finally going to cast on for Lily Pilly. I think at this point we've decided that we're going to joint cast on... On the train. Yeah, on the train to Rhinebeck. Just so we can have, like, set a date and a time and a pl- an occasion to actually start it after, like, seriously a year of being like, hey, I should really start that next.
1: So, that's me. Okay. So, speaking of Lily Pilly, this is what I have put aside for it. So this is picks palette. So I've got cream and I've got wallaby, Ooh. which is a warm taupe gray. And for the punch of color, Ooh. dragonfly fibers.
0: That is going to be super pretty. Sh-
1: blam, like that. What
0: colorway of dragonfly fibers? Oh, it's, do you know how to say that? Bougainvillea. Bougainvillea? Okay.
1: That is, it is like hot Christmas red. Yeah. Like like.
0: there's areas which are a very dark red and there's some that are like almost like a bright bright verging on pink but it'll definitely look amazing with those two colors because yeah looking at the at lily pillies that other people have made i really and the original i really love it when it's like two very similar sort of muted tones tones for the stripes and then something super bright and vibrant for the lace and that's gonna
1: look amazing so that's what i have set aside for that and i've been Doing very good about you. Okay, not knitting that. That's for kn- Lily Pilly. Not knitting that. That's for Lily Pilly. Not knitting that yet. <laughs> so what I have done is I have finished the socks that I'm uh, for my brother. Last time we talked about how I went when we went. I went down to Florida and I was handing out everybody's birthday presents for whatever scope of time. I didn't get my brother's sock done. Socks done. I was making for him Professor Higgins by and again. Gonna butcher this name. Very, very, very sorry, but the pattern's really cool. Kaoa Coffee. Yeah, C-A-O-U-A, coffee as in the drink. Yes. Professor Higgins Socks. They have uh, braids, they have cables, and really, really nice looking. I did them out of um, the Socks at Rock uh, Raven, one of the Raven colors. This is a free pattern i finished them and and sent them off to italy uh this past week yay so yay and brother is knit worthy because he has put on facebook in the past it is really cold here in milan really thankful for these hand knit socks from margaret my sister margaret salter (laughs) so brother is knit worthy
0: yes he has public publicly credited you and thanked you so yes worthy he is worthy
1: uh, I have finished, oh, dang it, I should have brought them. Okay, so I finished two dragon wing cowls, and they are going to be Christmas presents, although I may send them a little bit earlier because, you know, you can use the cowl in late autumn, obviously. But it is designed by Jesse Rayot, or however you pronounce your last name, it may be... Yeah, it's R-A-Y-O-T. So. Published in Jesse at Home. It's an October 2015 um, free pattern. And it basically looks like a a dragon wing that has draped over your shoulder mm-hmm. into the front. And it's it's super easy, guys. It is really, 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 really easy. This is TV knitting at its finest. So the only thing I need for that are the little buttons f- to secure the cowl and I'm done. So that's two more Christmas presents that I don't need to do that or that are finished. Yay! I have cast on... Just yesterday, these are Kaime's Cookie A's uh pattern for Kaime socks from her sock innovation book. Ooh. I and this is Mean Girls Yarn Club 100 percent Merino Super Wash sock. And it is in the smoking Smokin'. colorway. And I got this in a package from a very nice listener. Ooh. This was in one of our swaps, Ah. and she knows who she is. <laughs> but uh, Mean Girls Yarn Club is from Dizzy Blonde Studios on Etsy. And I've never knit with this yarn before, which is one of the reasons I was really excited about it. Mm-hmm. It is super soft. Yep. It is super soft, and this is fi- over 500 yards. This is 500, uh, 560 yards. Of st- and I'm like, dude! So I am knitting... Kaime's specifically because I need a little bit of TV knitting or internet knitting right now because I'm sort of obsessed with a Chinese fantasy drama <laughs> right now and I need to be able to watch for, watch for the uh, subtitles because I don't speak Chinese in any way, shape, or form. And um, yeah, I kind of have an th- addiction for ice fantasy. I'll put the link for that in the... Um... Basically, think of Lord of the Rings meets Avatar the Last Airbender, with lots of really pretty costumes, martial arts, and yeah, the guys are really hot. Anyways, um, so I need some TV knitting so that I can keep going on that. And this is just a three by three rib for a very long time. So there's that.
0: Yeah, as I think I I think I mentioned to you, like, I have mentioned to you that I have become addicted to a certain Korean drama, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, okay, by the way, well, we can actually, well, okay, we'll discuss, we'll mention it in Geeks we'll discuss what these... Okay. International dramas are that we're addicted to.
1: Um, I still have going on in my background Celtic myths, which I forgot to bring with me today, but nothing has changed since the last time I brought it because Mm -hmm. that's, I'm at the cable pattern, you know, the Celtic cable pattern at the end and... I can't do that and watch my Chinese drama. So <laughs> um, so that's been put on a little bit of a hold. And this is what I was knitting on the way when we were going around the Knitter's Fair yesterday. This is the Jasmine Scarf by Pearl Soho. It is a March 2015 free pattern and I'm making it out of my hand spun. It's a very simple pattern. You really only have to remember two lines worth mm-hmm. of pattern. And I'm just going to keep going until I run out of this particular yarn that I've spun. And this is not the only ball. This is just how I wound up the skein. And this is where a long time ago we talked about how I got something that reminded me of Treebeard. Like the blue oh, lichen yes. and stuff like that. And I plied it in with some something that was neutral and oaky colored. Ooh, that is really pretty. So this is sort of like jade and jade blues and emerald sort of color plied in with oak and woody colors Mm -hmm. and it just looks sort of like a feather or herringbone pattern continuously going on yeah are these slip stitches yeah
0: okay yeah because it makes little v's or little herringbone columns of slip stitches
1: basically i'm just going to keep doing this until it runs out this is one of my background background projects Nice. Yep. So lots of fun And it's there. out of your hand spun. And it's out of my hand spun. Let's see. And the last thing I want to cast on, but I have not yet, because the Kaime Socks are actually a Christmas project, and they f- are for another worthy ni- worthy person, because I've actually had the person say, wow, these are actually really great. I might have to commission another set for you at some point in the future. But And then she disappeared to go off on her adventure, traveling adventure, <laughs> so... I'm like okay, off well, an adventure. Julie, uh, Well, she just turned forty, and she gave herself a month off of work to go and have an adventure. And she lives in England, mm-hmm. so she can get to countries all yeah, know, like and have a month off. Hell's yeah, that's a party. Yeah. So I just decided. Well, I've still got time before Christmas. I'll knit her another pair of socks. But I'm gonna. I've told myself that's the last Christmas present I'm knitting. <laughs> that's the last Christmas present I'm knitting. Mm-hmm. Then I get to make for myself. And
0: I recognize the name on that yes, bag Yes, you're talking to me about it. Ooh. This,
1: I'm about to blend over into cravings, covets, and crushes. You guys are just gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> One of the new booths at the Knitters Fair is the Blue Brick, and they were packed, yeah, solid, for the majority of the day. Yeah, they were, they
0: were pulling them as Babs at Ryan
1: back. Yeah, basically. pretty much. I couldn't get in the first time, and I just took up what was designated as the creeper spot because <laughs> I would just basically poke over their banner and look in from the side. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was noticing how everything was set up. And it's Beautifully done because they have the, one of the co-owners is a photographer and graphic designer. Mm-hmm. So the pho- she has photography color inspirations mm-hmm. with the yarn set up underneath them. Oh, nice. And all of the yarn is ombre yarn. All of it. Oh. Um, even the business cards, and these are little little square corner business cards, all
0: Ooh. have different
1: color inspirations on the back.
0: Nice.
1: Now you can find their stuff at shop.thebluebrick.ca. And this one is called Ocean Fortress. Mm -hmm. There we go. This is the photograph that it was inspired by. So you get the sort of like little visual story to go along with it.
0: That is gorgeous.
1: So I asked for another one for you. This is Iceberg. Ooh, I love those colors. I want that yard. I know you would. They, because they have these visual photo cards for all of their yarns. I may have to order that. I have to get. I have to get one. Uh, I have to get a copy of Michelle's, because Michelle's was the co- uh, the colorway that she got, which was called uh, Kim's Barn. was sold It was crazy. It sold out. <laughs> Karen's done. She's like Internet okay, <laughs> must go. So I'm going to read you what's on the back of one of their cards. Our yarn is a marriage of photography and fiber, bringing the colors of the world into lovingly hand-painted skeins. Our raw fibers are from a mill here in Canada, and we source our supplies and dyes with an eye to reducing our carbon footprint as much as possible. Cool. To care for the world that inspires us every day. This connection to places and things makes each skein special to us from the rugged beauty of peggy's cove to the natural elegance of a feather calm down i'm not done yet from the petals of a rose to the plumage of a parrot from the deep blue sea to backyard hens from our story to yours karen just basically hit the color page on the website basically there is kim's barn shit (laughs) y'all I am so fucked. This is the one that I got you, Iceberg. I am so fucked. Like, 100% fucked. Yeah, now you see why... Now do you see why they were... They were just... It was zombie apocalypse mode in there. They were sacked. They were the Goths. The Goths basically sacked Rome and took home the yarn, is what happened. Yeah, because... Oh my god, you guys, these colors. Now, let me tell you, okay, they had this available. Also, do you notice... Okay escarpment DK yes everything is named they had Niagara MCN oh they're all named after her favorite places in Canada not just the Ontario region but all over Canada yeah
0: Killarney 8020 sock Niagara MCN Killarney sock Niagara
1: MCN escarpment DK neat they also have twin uh, ombre twins I know I'm probably pronouncing the ombre thing wrong so that you can make twin gradient socks
0: Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, so you can so basically it's sort of like so you can get that yardage as either one skein. Yes. So like one colored progression through. Correct. Or you can get that color progression in two skeins, two smaller, so skeins. that you can do two socks or Correct. say you, or say you could do a like a scarf that starts in the middle and goes out to either end. Correct. That sort
1: of thing. She also had samples of shawls out, and you can see it on her. Um, we'll co- connect you with the Ravelry for the shop, and we'll put up the notes for the. uh for the shop's website but she had samples of shawls that were done and one of the knitters had done a progression with one yarn and then a progression with another yarn so it just kept continuing on so it had this rainbow of colors just Ooh. flowing through and people were just agog with it.
0: Yeah there's some gorgeous colors on here.
1: She had a special going just for the, just for the show mm-hmm. called Jelly Bean, where it was a worsted weight, mm-hmm. and I think it was over 500 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you got, like, there's almost 300 yards, I think, right. if I saw right. And what I am going to be making UK. with that is yeah. called Tito. T-I-T-O. Mm-hmm. And that's actually the name of her husband. Mm -hmm. She designed and made a slouch hat for him That he was wearing in the booth And I'm like (laughs) And I'm looking at it going I want that hat I want that hat (laughs) And he took it off He handed it to me So I could, you know Roll it over in my hands There we go That's the hat right there Oh, okay Done in Heron Oh, God I
0: love Heron And I love Hyacinth and I love Labradorite, and I love Kim's Barn, and I love Iceberg, and I love Ocean Fortress, and I love Long Beach. So and we I all know what's Co. on. We all know, know what's, what's on. Seafoam, and I love <laughs>
1: Christmas list. So now we're not done yet, mm-hmm. because I got to talking with Shireen, who is mm-hmm. the photographer, because she does all the photography for this. Yeah, and when because I was wearing my knit one Geek two shirt. Mm-hmm and I introduced myself and told her about the podcast and I was really interested in her stuff, she was like, oh, review this for me. Ooh. Now, take that off and smell it. What I just handed Miss Karen is a bottle of wool conditioner. Oh, that smells nice. Berry vanilla. Yeah, berry vanilla
0: wool conditioner made with shea butter and lanolin oil for cleansing and protection. Lovingly handmade by Simply Elemental. Cool. Yeah, scented oils, black currant, lemon, rosemary, pumpkin, vanilla, and patchouli.
1: So it is not a super high nasal scent. Yeah. It's actually really soft and comforting. Yeah, it's
0: actually a fairly light scent. So we will have to give this a road test.
1: So what I was thinking is I have some spinning that I want to experiment to see how it does with a fulling, Mm -hmm. and then I will give the bottle to you and you can try it with uh, whatever you want to as well. Yeah, I
0: was thinking I could do a couple swatches swatches
1: or find a couple swatches.
0: And just like, you know, do them in one in one sort of wool wash thing and one in the stuff and sort of see what it looks like and how it smells and stuff. Yeah, this is really nice.
1: They are at the moment located in Toronto, but they are closing on a new location in Burlington. The Blue Brick? Yes. Oh. So relatively close. Oh, fuck. Yes, I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, there goes my budget. I'm thinking maybe it was a good thing I didn't go now.
1: go yesterday because holy crap well it was it was there goes
0: the the kitchener waterloo
1: budget and the Rheinbeck <laughs> budget and yeah uh, you basically we would have had to pick up the smallest one of us that we could grab which would have been me i think and just lobbed into the fray
0: you could have crowd surfed yeah in.
1: yeah that would have gone really <laughs> well i would oh my god i would love to see that happen someday That is not a challenge, people, okay? (laughs) If anybody sees me at Rhinebeck, that is not a challenge. Now, the other booth I really want to give some love to Mm -hmm. is Stitch Please. Yes. Because I saw, you know how there's something when a pattern comes out and you go and you just see it everywhere? Mm -hmm. This was a yarn that I was seeing everybody knit with. And I'm like, is that, that, that's from Stitch Please, isn't it? They're going, yep, yes it is. And I'm like, that's from Stitch Please, isn't it? Yep. Yes, it is. And dang it, sold out of the oh, psychedelic sock. Oh, dear. Now, what it is, it's got this really deep, rich charcoal gray mm-hmm. with shots of rainbow going through it so that Ooh. every cup, every little while you'll get stripe of rainbow going through the charcoal gray. And it's really cool looking and it's really <laughs> fun. Like, you don't have to, you can put in a bunch of um twists and cables and stuff like that yeah but you don't have to because the sock is just so frickety interesting so okay give me back to my google doc you can find stitch please at their blog uh spot which is www.stitchesbslippin or they've got an etsy uh shop Ooh. and i just kept everybody was knitting with it wow isn't that fun it looks like a prism yeah
0: like has just shone across a black yarn or something that is Self- so cool,
1: self-striping, and is everybody was knitting with this. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be my next, my next sort of like quote-unquote movie sock or Chinese drama sock. Mm-hmm. But while we're on the subject of Stitch Please yarns and her self-striping socks, mm-hmm. we have some Hogwarts yarn. This is something that uh, Michelle at Stitches Stitch Please. Has started doing. She's made st- self-striping for Hogwarts houses. hmm And she is sensitive to whether or not it is the book colors or the movie colors. <laughs> so this one is called Party in the Library in brackets book. Yes. So <laughs> you can guess that this is the Ravenclaw pattern. Yep. As described by the book. Yeah. So it's the, the blue and bronze. Yep. Yeah. So we've got... Seventy-five percent. This is superwash merino, twenty-five percent nylon. We've got four hundred and twenty-three meters, four hundred sixty-three yards. Yeah, for in one hundred grams of their sapphire label fingering weight. And this is for us to give away. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to have to do a random. This is going to have to be like a random uh, drawing. Yeah and on um in one of our uh so when we post this we'll make up a A special thread a special thread for anybody who wants to be in the drawing go ahead put your name in we'll do a random uh a random roll yeah random number and i do
0: still have stuff we never did last year i know we we mentioned doing a draw for our you know 100th episode And then, like you know, everything went to hell last year, so, so we, I've still got we, stuff for that. So we could
1: we could just put enough, up more than one, yeah. yeah, more than one random. Let's let's just you know make people happy, yeah, make people happy. So there you go, and they, it comes in two cakes, so you can knit to your heart's content on the one sock without being worried about running out mm-hmm. and not having enough for the second sock. Or heck, you can make Ravenclaw mittens. Mm-hmm. So Plus. that's me. No, okay, that's, a, that's the. The pile there.
0: Okay. So moving into Geek Squee. So it is finally September. Which means that Thank God shows will be coming back. Yes, and it'll be getting cooler and the kids have gone back to school.
1: You are especially happy about that, I know.
0: Yeah. I love the kids that come to the library. I love the kids that are regulars that come to the library. The last couple weeks before they went back to school, there's I'm like, mm, some of y'all need to go back to school. <laughs> you need the focus and the structure that this provides.
1: But that does mean that some of our favorite TV shows are coming back, including yep. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Squee! Squee!
0: And Lucifer is coming back, too.
1: Speaking of which, happy birthday to Agent Simmons. Yes. It's Elizabeth Hanstrich's birthday. Yes.
0: And speaking of other TV shows that have been important this week, of course, Star Trek is having its 50th anniversary
1: this week. The Facebook emojis all got changed over to... Yes. It it took me a little while to figure out what the heck heck is wrong with... Oh, I get it. I get (laughs) it. Okay, I got it. Oh, and, and... did you see I can't remember if it's on ThinkGeek, and I can't rem- I can't find I'm not going to stop and find it right now but it's a hands-free communicator of the Yes you saw that the, I saw that the Star Trek communicator badges that you just they just go pink and you're able to talk They have them now Oh my god They have them Yeah, if I remember correctly, they're a Bluetooth yes. sort of thing. Yes. And it was going around social media everywhere going Christmas, I need this and I'm like <laughs> You know what? I'm not the biggest Trekkie person in the world, but I need this too. Yeah. Because that would be so one. cool to be driving along and it starts vibrating, buzzing, or whatever it does. You just slap it. You, you just You're like, hey, touch it or it responds to go. Yeah. And it also connects to Siri. It connects to Google Maps. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, it's so awesome. More of this. We need more of this. Yes. <laughs> I actually had this thought, and this coincides with GeekSquee a little bit. You know how they found another... Earth-like planet that's habitable Uh, According I have not double-checked this, but according to my husband It does not rotate So there's one side that's in permanent night And one side Mm -hmm. that's in permanent day For anybody, especially this past year In, for 2016 Who has ever said, stop the world, I want to get off And we now have that second option (laughs) I kind of think that before The rest of humanity screws it up The geeks need to take over That planet (laughs) And we have to have a curriculum that you need to follow to get in. <laughs> like, first of all, the first test is you need to be sorted into your Hogwarts house. <laughs> and if you roll your eyes, you are ineligible. You're not allowed on. Because that was the first test. <laughs> Anybody who rolls their eyes at this, no,
0: you're gone. You're not an option anymore. Yeah. And this should be, this test should be based on sort of like intent or acceptability or, like, your acceptance of nerdy things rather than one's knowledge about nerdy things and that sort of thing. Correct. So that, you know, we don't get the whole, like, fake geek girl sort of thing going on. So it's more like, if you think something is dumb, then, like, no, I'm sorry, you're not allowed. <laughs>
1: you can say, like... Because if you're
0: going to be judgy about other nerds and their other things, for you do get on.
1: <laughs> I'm not the biggest Star Trek fan. fan. But... I know it's important to a lot of people out there. Yes. And it's made really cool things happen for cool people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, live long and prosper. Yes. That uh, should
0: be the official greeting yes. on the planet.
1: <laughs> it should be. You don't
0: say hello, you say live long and prosper. Or goodbye, you say live long and prosper.
1: I mean, it, I've said here on this podcast several times, Star Wars is, is a big meh for me. Yeah. But my son is into it big time. Yeah. So you know what that means? It's, now, it's important to me. So there we go. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I should mention it was, um, yeah, basically it was that um, there was a was posi- a sort of Earth-like planet that has been found within the habitable zone of what's basically our closest stellar neighbor, Proxima Centauri. And astronomers think the world could potentially support life. You know, obviously there's a whole bunch of stuff they don't know about it, but it's, you know, they say it's, you know, it's in that sort of sweet spot near a star where it's warm enough to support life but not too hot that you know everybody would just die and burn away or like you know not too cold
1: oh my god i just thought of something because then with with the non-rotation with with the with the night part and the day part all of the goths have a place to go (laughs) and if you're if you're hat if you're in one of your moody spots, Junior, where are you going? I'm going to Night Vale. we got a literal <laughs> Night Vale. <veil! laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I that just came into my mind and I, it came out of my mouth and I, I haven't I haven't weighed the pros and cons of yet of whether that's actually a good idea. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and it's 4.2 light years away, which is not well. I should say this is assuming that we develop almost light speed of light technology. Yeah. Because <laughs> in science fiction, it's sort of like, yeah, of course we can move at the speed of light. And it's like, oh, wait, yeah, that's not exactly a... This a is assuming legit, we get... That's not exactly
1: a realistic thing now. This is assuming we get close to Star Trek. Yeah.
0: But, you know, 4.2 light years away. One point, Its mass is 1.3 times that of the Earth. So probably, you know, so that'll affect gravity and everything like that. And it or- orbits Proxima Centauri every 11.2 days. So let's see. It all, the Because of the surface temperature, it could also allow for the presence of liquid water. So yeah, I'm suddenly imagining the nerd planet. <laughs> the nerd planet. Like I said, the, the reasonable nerd planet, not the, <laughs> oh, you like thing? Obviously, you're not a real nerd. Nerd planet. Because that's the other options. We can just have a planet that we ship other people to. That
1: is, that is like, the other you, option. You have been kicked out of the... <laughs> You've been kicked out of planet Earth.
0: Yeah, you've been kicked off planet Earth. Goodbye. Like, for example, let's segue straight into this one. Yes, let's do that. Um, Like the dude who decided that he needed to mansplain space to a female astronaut. This has been all over the internet. There's no, there's no escape for this person. So basically on September 8th, um, an astronaut, Jessica Meir, who has a PhD in marine biology, is an assistant professor at Harvard Medical School. And an award-winning researcher, she tweeted a video of water spontaneously boiling in a vacuum, and it looks like she's undergoing like sort of testing. She's in a spacesuit, right, in a chamber where they can lower the pressure to that of space, and she's watching. And she's got a f- video of herself watching this water in a in a bottle like boil spontaneously because of the, the lack of pressure yeah she says my first venture less than sixty three thousand feet the space equivalent zone where water spontaneously boils luckily i'm suited she tweeted but in a now deleted tweet a dude explained to her what he called simple thermo where is the the tweet has now been deleted so where is the
1: because of the volatile nature of this uh particular tweet it's hard to get uh, a record of it again. Yeah.
0: Well, this is why people screencap things. Yes. So when someone is a moron in the internet, we have proof. Yes. Because <laughs> needless to say, it looks like the dude... Okay. Because it looks like someone else screencapped it, but now that's not there. But basically, he sort of, like, explains that whole, like, the low... The lack of pressure boiling water instantly, and it's like, oh my god, dude. You, you just- are literally mansplaining space to an astronaut. You are the worst... And while she didn't reply, the internet did. The internet did on her behalf. Yeah. And now the dude has deleted his Twitter account. There's one person who replied to him with This lesson went well, I think, but you should have told her to smile more. Women love that. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, and again, in case doesn't know what in case anyone doesn't know what the term mansplaining
1: is. Because that is pretty cultural, I think, to the West. Western hemisphere.
0: Yeah. And I mean and if you It's one of those things where, like, you can figure it out from context and from... It's a, you know, portmanteau word of man and explain. But basically, come on, I'm waiting for, like, an official definition. Well, official. More like Urban Dictionary, probably. (laughs) I love that Google pops this up as, like, an official definition at the top. Um, Basically, it's when a guy is explaining something to someone, typically a woman... In a, they a in a manner regarded as condescending or patronizing. Often it's used when a guy is like explaining to something, explaining to someone something that they already know, that like they would already know, thinking that like somehow this will possibly be new imp- information to this person and that this person actually wants to hear their opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Lily, I'm looking at the, the Wikipedia, it's basically Lily Rothman of The Atlantic defines it as explaining without regard to the fact that the explainee knows more than the explainer, often done by a man to a woman. So yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, one of the peoples that pop, people that have popularized it is Rebecca Solnit, who wrote a book called man, Men Explain Things to Me. Mm-hmm. And she said in her book, she t- or in her essay t- with that title, she told an anecdote about a man at a party who s- said he had heard she had written some books. She began to talk about her most recent book at the time, an Edward Moybridge. Whereupon the man cut her off and asked if she had heard about the very important Moybridge book that came out this year. Not considering that it might be, as in fact it was, her book. So yeah, basically for all our non-English or you know people who for whom English is not their first language listeners out there. Now you know a New England... If you haven't come across this word on the internet, now you know it. So yeah, and this is pretty much like... This article is basically like, yes, this is the definition of mansplaining right Yeah, here.
1: pretty much. It's like, yes, I'm going to explain... I'm going to explain your thing to you.
0: Yeah, I'm going to explain why, you know, water boils in the vacuum of space to an astronaut with multiple... With like a PhD.
1: Oh, and in more
0: positive... Things about space and geeks this week. We love the geeks at NASA and yes, also at ISS Mission Control. And this week they did not disappoint. <laughs> they did not disappoint because um, one of the things I saw on going around Twitter is an, from it was an image from um, the official ISS uh, International Space Station Twitter account, where I guess at their Mission Control for the day they have a big map of the world or a big screen. Uh, on the of the world, which shows the track and the location of the International Space Station at any given moment, and usually it's got a little. It uses a little image of the space station to plot where it is at that moment. But for the day, um, on the the day of the actual Star Trek fiftieth anniversary, they changed the icon from the International Space Station to the Star Starship Enterprise. <laughs> To show where the ISS was, which I think was awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, especially considering, like, how many of the people who work for the ISS and for NASA and for other, you know, space agencies around the world have said, like, Star Trek was the thing that made them want Want to get get into, into. you know, into the space program and, and how important that was for them.
1: See, parents, TV actually is important.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, there's, I mean, there's that whole... Thing about how like Martin Luther King basically would not let Nichelle Nichols quit Star Trek. I know, yeah. You know she wanted to quit, and he was like, "Nope, no, it's super important that you don't because, you know, African American children, especially African American, you know, girls were seeing a woman or watching this and seeing a African American who was in a trusted position. She was,
1: yeah. I think it was Whoopi Goldberg who what who watched it and she ran to her mother and said mama there's a black woman on on a TV show and she ain't no maid
0: yeah yeah you know a woman who is and who is respected by the other people who's doing an important job with special skills and who is respected by the other people on her team like in a science context like how incredibly important that was yep so yeah I mean Star Trek has be- has been a very influential. Series, and I mean, like, that involved... I think Star Trek was the first show to have an interracial kiss. Yes, it was. On television. It was. Now we just need to really get important. a transporter
1: to work. Yeah. Yeah, that would be Or good. the holodeck. Or the holodeck. Yes, we will accept either of those. Don't ask me where that went. Please not... <laughs> I went to all sorts of... Never... Moving on. <laughs> you have a thing. Basically, the <laughs> thing on the holodeck is can you fuck it? Moving on. <laughs> Geek and Sundry website. I yes. think you. <laughs> that's a you thing. Yes. <laughs> back on track.
0: <laughs> Moving back onto the.
1: Onto I was that track, trying to yes. have a really nice conversation over dinner with Tom Hiddleston on the holodeck, and you brought in this <laughs> raunchy sort of. <laughs> Like, literally, you just rode a fuck-it rodeo right through my <laughs> elegant dinner. Well, it does bring
0: up certain, like, is it cheating? Is there Are there consent issues?
1: <laughs> okay, you just brought up a whole different thread that I'm sure the Trekkies out there will discuss with yes, you. Yes, I'm
0: pretty sure I've seen people discussing, like, consent issues with the holodeck sort of thing.
1: I don't, I really don't
0: <laughs> need to get into this frame. Will you please talk about your thing? Okay, yes, moving on into something else. So... While the last couple weeks, and especially while my neck has been all fucked up, I have been really like mainlining a particular web series from Geek and Sundry on YouTube. I started watching it a little while ago. And then somehow in the last week, I actually was like, you know, hardcore started watching it. It's called Critical Role. R-O-L-E. And basically what it is... It's a number of voice actors, and some of them have also done some live action acting as well, who all really love D&D. So they're playing, basically it's them playing D&D. And they like every Thursday night for like three hours. I I love the sounds of this. They play D&D. Actually, one of the people who's in it is Ashley Johnson, who if you saw her, you might recognize her. She is the waitress in Avengers. Really? Who Captain America (gasps) saves. (gasps) The one at the end who's like, Captain America saved my life. And who in the deleted scenes, Steve is kind of like tongue-tied over. Like, kind of wants to part of him kind of wants to like get asked for her number. It's adorable. But he can't like bring it bring string it a sentence together. Yeah. Because he's still adorable. He's like still that. adorable. Oh, Steve. So yeah, it's really fun. It's basically, you know, it's them playing D&D. And of course, because they're all voice actors, they do some amazing voices, especially um, Matt Mercer, who is the DM, who's a really good DM. Um, from yeah, the comments and stuff I've seen, and from at least from what I've watched, and of course because he's doing all the NPCs, he gets to do all kinds of different voices and stuff. It's really fun. Like even though yes, it's sitting there watching like seven or eight people like just like rolling dice and saying what they want their characters to do. Like you get really invested in it, uh-huh. and there's quite a few times where like someone has like rolled a natural 20 when they really needed to and I've been like and everyone on there on the TV and myself at home have been like whoa like freaking out like oh my god or like getting like super tense when the party's in major danger of like all of them being killed nice it's really fun so far there are they started doing it like last year so there are 66 episodes I am on episode 11. <laughs> So, I'm not going to be watching it live anytime soon because there's a lot. But when I do catch up, they do what they do is they do the live one on uh, the Geek and Sundry Twitch stream uh-huh. or Twitch channel on Thursday nights from 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific time, which means basically it's like 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., which means I could get home from knit night and watch. <laughs> I know critical role, and it's super fun. I really like it, and I, I am
1: really invested in these characters so far. I might have to listen to this <laughs> while I'm doing some tedious stuff on the computer.
0: Yeah, and I mean, one of the good things about it being like you know, yeah, it is like again, like I said, it is just like seven people just like rolling dice and stuff like that. And there is some like visual humor and like their expressions and their reactions to stuff. But like, it is really easy to watch or to to do other things, especially things that you know need visual need, attention. Yeah. Um, and watch it at the same time. Um, now, thinking of things, as we mentioned earlier, that things where you really need to be able to watch it. Yes. <laughs> and not be able to, to look away. During, you said you've been watching a
1: I a Chinese drama? Yeah, this is a Chinese drama called Ice Fantasy. It's only been out this year. Mm-hmm. From what I've gotten from Internet Movie Database, there are 30 episodes out. So they've been coming out quite frequently. And they are subtitled But you basically think of Lord of the Rings, because people have the braids and the long hair and the pointy ears and Mm -hmm. the really pretty clothes and meets Avatar the Last Airbender because you have an ice tribe, you have a fire tribe, you have a -hmm. dream tribe, you have the healer tribe. And of course it's all, it's all Asian settings, so you've got, you know, the, the honor system, the you know, there's dueling, there is the afterlife concern and All of these sorts of things. And it's just so pretty to watch. (laughs) It's so pretty. And it's amusing too, because I just, I recently just saw one of the major, the major protagonist who has this obvious mega crush get friend zoned. (laughs) And it was just so funny. And I, I really like it. And I've been going into the internet movie database to see where some of you know, what some of the stuff the the actors have been doing in other projects, and I mm-hmm. found other things that I really think are cool, but I'm like, again, they're subtitled, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I, I'm going to be getting a lot of stockinette knit, yeah. doing that, doing this,
0: yeah. You really can't do it while watching, well, uh, you really can't knit anything other than stockinette while no. watching these no. things.
1: Oh, um... like you
0: look away for a second, like, I can't even eat while watching K-dramas because, like, I look down to grab, you know, my sandwich and I've missed, like, two lines of dialogue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's, there, there's lots of the drama of, you know, no, I shall take your place in the honor in the difficult thing with our family and no, I shall take your place and this has to be and, uh, you know, and it has a lot of, you know, you know, the, the super flying that you see and, mm-hmm. you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon stuff and, you know, I sort of expect it with the genre now. Yeah. But like I said, everything is so pretty. <laughs> everything is so pretty.
0: Yeah, I've in the last year, I've kind of started watching like slowly started watching a couple Korean dramas either through there are some on Netflix. And there's also a website and an app called Drama Fever, where you can watch a lot of these things for free mm-hmm. um, with, well, with advertising and stuff like that. If you actually subscribe for like, you know, not, actually, it doesn't look like terribly expensive per month. Um, but then you get, you know, the non, you know, without ads and stuff like that. But so there's one I've, I've sort of started watching and I haven't watched all of it because it's on drama fever and it's slightly less convenient to watch it on my computer called Kimchi Family, which is basically sort of like a little family, mostly like happy, fuzzy, like family drama sort of thing. Okay. About this small like family restaurant that the two daughters of the family are trying to, to keep going, even though they're, you know, the the restaurant hasn't been doing fairly well financially. Um, but the one I've actually, like, I've totally got sucked into. If anybody, you know, really likes romance novels, or especially fanfic, because this is more like fanfic level plot, on Netflix there's one called Beating Again. This doesn't sound very kosher to me. Okay, go <laughs> Oh, on. just wait. It, it does, you know, it does reflect the, the story. Basically, it's about this, like, fairly young, but really wealthy and powerful businessman naturally who is also a complete jerk he is like the worst person ever and he's trying to like initially he's trying to like destroy this company that like his basically his uncle sort of stole from his father got his father ousted which you know helped contribute to his father's premature death but he's, like, trying to do it. He's got a, a short timeline to do it because he has the same heart defect as his father and he doesn't expect to live, like, more than, like, a year, another year or two. Um, and, like, he's also coming up against, like, one of the people high up in the company. His daughter is now working in that company. Um, so he's, like, tr- sort of getting his revenge at his uncle. He's also getting revenge for this, you know, other sort of family member who basically betrayed his father by, like, making his daughter's life a living hell. And she... Is engaged to a police officer who's investigating a a case involving again this company where they're basically like a cosmetics company and there's something about an ingredient that ended up in one of their cosmetics um, that has damaged the company's name and like but like what happened that it happens in like the second episode the whole thing turns on basically the the police officer fiance is killed because of because he's getting too close to finding out what actually happens the asshole businessman basically has his heart start you know quitting on him and needs a transplant like now at the same time the fiance is killed and his heart is still in good condition so the heart gets transplanted into the asshole businessman and afterwards the asshole is like all of a sudden he's like But I'm having these feelings of, like, tenderness and wanting to be nice. And what is wrong with me? And it's basically like... They're totally like, yes, he totally feels this way and starting to have feelings for the female protagonist because he has her fiance's heart inside him. It's basically, it is so... Fanfic. It's so fanfic but I love it so much. It is your Twinkie. Yes, it is my Twinkie. I love it so much. I am super invested at this point. I haven't been able to watch a lot of it recently because I've been either super busy with stuff or because like, this is what I have a lot of, other than like movies... This is what I have been watching to work on Cockatoo Brain, so I haven't worked on it a lot watched it a lot since I've been doing the color work, because obviously I can't do the color work and watch it at the same time. But yes, I kind of love it, and there's a whole bunch of other like, especially like family drama or romantic sort of K dramas on Netflix, which I'm like, yep, I think I want to watch that one next, because a lot of the the K dramas they have fairly short, they're more like longer mini series. We consider they're usually like 10, 16, 20 episodes and that's it. So it's not like for some some of them, there are like multiple, a few of them, they're all like multiple seasons, but usually it's just sort of like 16 episodes of one hour each and then they're done.
1: So it's like a Peggy Carter.
0: Yeah. So basically they're consumable. You're not going completely down the rabbit hole and never coming out. So yeah. (laughs) So if you're working on some boring knitting that you don't (laughs) need to watch, obviously we... (laughs) We would recommend some of the K-dramas and Chinese dramas that we've
1: been finding because, oh my god, they're like crack. I can't stop. (laughs) I'm having to pace myself, otherwise I'm going to run out of episodes and I really don't want to face that prospect yet. I'm at least going to have to pace until I get to Lucifer and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming back, Mm -hmm. because then I'll have something to look forward to every (laughs) week. So,
0: moving into Cravings, Covets, and Crutches, because I think we've got everything. Okay, and Cravings, Covets, and Crutches, we already mentioned KW booths. All Alright,
1: so just in case uh, anybody's not aware, we are three months away from Christmas. Mm-hmm. yes I did say the c word yep slightly little slightly less away from Hanukkah yes so if you're going to knit for somebody start now but if you want to give them a sweater and don't want to knit it um and they are of the geeky variety you might want to look at merchoid merchoid.com has put out the geeky Christmas sweaters and we are talking like <laughs> these pseudo ugly Christmas sweaters you know you where you see a, they're either like a Christmas color and some ferile, put through but in this case we have superman we have green lantern we have the flash we have wonder woman we have there are star Tra- uh star wars ones it's really really cute yep, for the geek, geek and in your gaming
0: life. ones <laughs> street
1: fighter street one, one fighter one with
0: ken and Ryu making a little christmas star in between them I adventure time
1: ones now these are averaging about 45 dollars each in U.S. US yeah. but I think they get um, they are shipping worldwide. Yeah, and right now some of them are on sale. Now remember, as of probably the end of October, shipping times for Christmas stuff is going to get really weird on you. So if you want to do Christmas shopping online, the sooner the better. Yes, and actually the the same the
0: website it's m e r c h o i d dot com. They've got whole bunch of other sort of geeky stuff too they've got a bunch of doctor who stuff captain america civil war hoodies (laughs) which look like captain america and uh iron man's oh that's kind of cool there's a t-shirt with a um that says choose a side team cap 2016 but it's sort of styled after the you know 1940s yeah the the those recruitment posters you know the uncle sam recruitment posters sort of thing you know they got star wars stuff they've got bat. they've got star trek stuff Terminator, Walking Dead, Jurassic Park. So there's that. And of course, there's also things like, you know, Think Geek. Oh my god, they have bathrobes that look like the Harry Potter house robes. That's awesome. Oh, they've got the TV remote control wands, the official ones. Platform nine and three quarter cufflinks. So there's that. And of course, there's also the the ever wonderful Think Geek. Yep. Where paychecks go to die.
1: Yes, actually, yes.
0: Um, another thing we saw, there's a really cute printable poster by artist and illustrator Elise Gravel. Or gravel, gravel, e l um, i s e, g r a v l dot com. She's got a little printable poster here with like cartoons of famous women scientists. Neato. Through history, starting with Ada Lovelace and Marie Curie, through like a whole bunch of other ones. Mae Jemison, who's a physician and astronaut. Rosalind Franklin, Rachel, Car- Car- uh, Car- uh, Rachel Carson, Jane Goodall. Maybe she's got listed like what their, their specialties were. And she says at the bottom, there are many other important women scientists. Can you find some of them, them and make a new poster? And so she said, and it's in her blog from about a week ago. There isn't an actual date on here. Just the comments are saying about seven days ago, 10 days ago. So like September 1st-ish. And she's got a little note here. Teachers and parents, you have my authorization to print this image in full color or black and white as a poster for your classroom, your kid's bedroom, your office, your t-shirt, or wherever you want for free. Please don't sell it or use it on products intended for sale. You know, she says, feel free to suggest your favorite famous scientist in the comments below. You can even create your own poster. This one is far from complete. This could just my little personal attempt at inspiring young girls to study science. So like that whole thing about like There are many others. Could you find some of them and make a new poster? That would be an awesome assignment for a classroom or for, you know, parents for their kids to do research on female scientists throughout history. And they're so cute. Uh, They have like, you basically see them from like shoulders up, but each of them has like hairdos and stuff that fit either the person or the time period, depending on, I'm assuming, depending on like how many like photo or image references there are
1: for that person. Yeah. So
0: cute. So one more thing. If you are a glasses wearing nerd like me. And me. And Maggie. You know how your glasses sometimes tend to slip down your nose. Yes. Well, now there is a, <laughs> a product which was featured on the show Shark Tank, which is called Nerdwax. Which is basically like a little, it, it looks like a chapstick tube, but it's a wax solution that you, you apply to the bridge of your nose or, for, or to the pads of your glasses. And it will stop them from sliding down. And I'm looking at an article here on the Daily Dot about it. And it says it's actually good for your skin too. It's made with organic and cosmetic grade ingredients. And you can buy it on Amazon. Amazon Amazon.com at least. I haven't looked to see. Looks like it's 10 bucks for a tube. They said that the need to reapply depends on your skin type. So they said oily skin. You might need to reapply it later. Um, As well as like activity and stuff I'm assuming. Or you know. I'm assuming also like temperature. So if it's a hot day yeah. or if you're doing something sweaty, you'll need to reapply. Yeah, it's beeswax based. So hey, if you have that problem where you have to keep pushing your glasses up your nose, there you go. Yep. Now there is something in a cool little tube. Sponsored products related to this item. Dude wipes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Dude wipes. Flushable biodegradable wipes with aloe vera. Okay, so I think that's it. Yep. Yep, that is pretty much it. So that's it for this week. We will talk to y'all. Another time. Soon. Yep. Yeah. Soonish. Soonish. And And
1: hopefully Cockatoo Bray will feel happier.
0: Yeah. And we'll be done well in advance of Rhinebeck. Yes, it should be, I think. Yes, because as we mentioned last time, we will be at Rhinebeck. Yay! We will be... By that time, it will be cool enough that I will be wearing the, the Peggy Carter hat.
1: Well, I hope so. It's been a really weird summer. I mean, I know last time we went to Rhinebeck and it was so frigid it actually snowed. Yeah. But this has been a really weird summer. and it's Well, it is cooling down, though. It's cooling down, but it's cooling down slowly.
0: Yeah. Well, so, you know, it might not be quite as cool as last year, but, you know, it should still be, I, I, by that time, it should hopefully still be cool enough that I can wear the the peggy car.
1: But anyways, talk to you guys later. Bye. Yep.
0: Bye! Thanks for listening. You can find old episodes on iTunes or at our blog, where you can also see our show notes and comment. That's at knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. geek 2 tpocket You can also find us on Twitter and Periscope at knit1geek2. You can contact us at knit1geek2 at gmail.com. And search for a group on Ravelry using Knit One Geek 2. There you'll find other knitters who enjoy geeky stuff that you can squeal along with, and also where you can find updates on new episodes. And remember, in space, no one can hear you squee.